This is Actualize Freedom, straight talk on growing clicks and conversions on Amazon FBA from people doing it every day. Now here's your host, digital marketing acrobat, Danny Kenji Carlson. What's up, guys? Danny Carlson here, and we are here with an encore episode, which does not happen often on the Actualize Freedom podcast. And I only do this with people who, one, they have very popular episodes, and two, there's just so much more value that they can give on a topic that people find very popular. And right now that topic is messenger marketing and no one better to talk about that than Mr. Ryan Rigney there. He's wearing a logo of his new company there, Boost Rooster. And uh, unfortunately he did not wear the full chicken suit that apparently he has now. Um, I'm kind of disappointed for those video watchers there, but maybe on episode Mm -hmm. three, we'll have the chicken suit ready to rock here. So welcome to the podcast, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I uh, my rooster costume is actually in the mail right now. Really wanted to wear it for this, but I, you know, I got to break it in first. I'm looking, ex- looking forward to that. It's been like a lifelong dream to have a brand that I could actually dress up as the mascot and act like an idiot all over the place. I mean, you know, everyone has their own motivations for entrepreneurship and the grind and the struggle that goes along with starting your own business. And, uh, you know, becoming a rooster, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> it's been one of my lifelong goals, man. They're the first to wake up in the morning. They're they're a real inspiration. (laughs) Absolutely love it. So I think the first thing to dive into, this is something that if people are doing messenger marketing themselves, they undoubtedly have seen this pop up in certain places, but it's something to be aware of for sure, because it's a massive change when it comes to Facebook messenger marketing. So what are the changes that are coming up in January here for Facebook messenger? Yeah, so there's a lot of talk out there about the January 15th uh, Facebook messenger policy updates. Uh, essentially, what, what's been happening over the past several years since messenger marketing has taken off is marketers have sort of abused the platform. They're just using it to run promotion after promotion after promotion. Uh, Facebook hasn't really been able to um, capitalize on that, and they really want to start having more control over the promotional process and also um, preserve the integrity of their platform as a whole. So what they're doing is they're rolling out these messenger tags. So the purpose of that is uh, to make it so if you absolutely need to reach out to your customer for certain reasons, they'll allow you to tag it and do that. Um, if it's not one of those reasons, there's a window of time that you can follow up, but they don't want you just following up with customers to send uh, promo codes like months and months later, weeks later. So effective January 15th, they have three different category types of tags that you can use to go outside of like the 24 hour follow-up window that they allow you. And like, I can't remember all three, but the two that I really remember are the um, event update. So for example, if you were using the bot to orchestrate some sort of live event, or you had some sort of thing that was on their calendar and you wanted to follow up and like give them an update, that's kind of the purpose of that one. Um, Then there's also a post-purchase update tag. So for example, if somebody buys from your store and you're just giving them like a tracking code, something like that, you can follow up outside of the window and tag it as that. So if, if you're not one of those two tags, there's also one other one. I don't really remember what it is because it's not super relevant um, to us as Amazon sellers is if you're not using those tags, you have 24 hours to follow up with the customer outside of that first or that last engagement with them. So example, if you're doing a launch for an Amazon product and if you didn't have the right tag, you'd, you'd have that last engagement with the customer where say you send them their promotional code. And if they don't engage with your, your bot after that, you only have 24 hours to follow up one time. Um, so that the changes are kind of making it um, harder to, I, I guess, understand the purpose of Messenger to engage with an audience. However, 
there are ways to kind of use these tags and also use that um, automated like 24-hour window to get them to engage again and have more, more opportunities to reach out to them. Um, in addition to that, you can also use the new paid, paid messenger feature, and you can broadcast to um, your audience at any time just by paying for it. So Facebook allows us to still reach out to them by paying for it. There's also a couple other things you can do, like um, get email opt-ins, get SMS opt-ins to uh, reach out to them as many times as you want. So hopefully that kind of breaks down like what's changing and how you can kind of work around it. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are very confused by like, you know, what what is and is not acceptable to send. So just as yeah. an example of, I know a lot of people are using it similar to an email value sequence, for example. So let's say that we had three messages that went out similar to an email sequence that are just value-based emails. They're not promotional, but you're sending mm -hmm. them once every let's say once every two days over the course of like seven days which mm -hmm. is outside of that 24-hour period is that still okay because it's not promotional or is that not okay now that's not okay because it doesn't fit into the very narrow categories of those tags um, so you actually have to look at the table and there's different reasons you can use these these tags um, the the only way that you can follow up kind of and do that sort of indoctrination sequence now is like within 24 hours after they engage with the bot um, or you could send a promotional ad. It's a paid message within uh, ManyChat has this option to do a paid message. They're actually very uh, cost effective if you use them. It's not as streamlined as, say, just setting up a, an automated follow-up sequence. But um, your options, if you wanted to do like an indoctrination sequence, would be email, um, get them to re-engage within that window, um, or, and I mean, as far as like launches and other other types of purposes, I've figured out ways to work around this sort of limitation that you're talking about. But for indoctrination, you kind of probably want to get them on an email list or do paid messages, like a combination of the two, if you want to keep doing that. Yeah, and you mentioned that, um, <clears throat> I mean, I know ManyChat now has the ability to write within the tool very easily, um, get people mm -hmm. onto an email list or SMS. So is that something you recommend yep. people do within that first follow-up or like immediately on these sequences? Uh, so, t I mean, really, I, I tell people the main reason to use ManyChat for Amazon selling purposes is to launch products. And there is like a strategic time that you can ask for an email and SMS opt-in. Not something that I do like right out of the gate. I actually have an updated um, launch template in inside of my software here because I actually give people access to the, the exact template that I've used and they can actually have it customized into their account. So I'm actually adding... Um, email and SMS options in there into the tool automatically. So if you just click a box, you say you want you want to collect emails, you want to collect SMS, we'll have like an automated uh, thing that does that within the flow. But for people, like there's so many different ways they could create this flow. So like should everyone always ask for an email or SMS? Uh, there has to be a reason that the customer wants to give that to you. And then you can't, you can't abuse the SMS messaging as much as you can email. Like you can send somebody an email every day and they don't really get as annoyed but you send an SMS message every day for just any reason, it's gonna get um, annoying really quickly. So you have to have a very like clear purpose for why you're doing it. In the context of rebates and doing like launches, you could do like an SMS that says, here's your, here's your rebate code, here's your, here's your gift card, here's, here's the offer that you've claimed. And like that probably wouldn't annoy them, but if you're like, go read this article, that's probably gonna annoy them. They're getting that in their, in their text message inbox, you know? So, um, I guess I'll take like a step back and be like, so the way that we can kind of use these tags and continue to do product launches on um, on ManyChat and on Facebook Messenger is to use these these tags. But instead of 
using it for the purpose that a lot of people do, like, oh, can you please leave a review? Um, you know, here, here's your offer. Like, you structure the follow-ups as um, related to the order specifically. So you say, we have an update on your order. Here's your, here's your uh, order ID. Your order is shipped. Um, we also have your, your rebate offer ready. If you, if you want to claim that, click here. And then that's sort of like how you can use the tags without going outside of the allowed uh, parameters. Hopefully that makes sense, that ManyChat mm -hmm. still works for that purpose. And you could also use email and SMS to kind of follow up indefinitely without running, running into any issues like that. Yeah, and so is that, is that a way to skirt around really anything? Um, if you start with an order update, as long as there is some kind of order update, you could then also send them to a piece of content, for example. Is that kind of what you're saying here? If they engage, yeah, if they engage with the order update, you can send them anything you want after that point. Because that re-engage is a 24-hour window where you can mm -hmm. send another message, right? Right, right. So you can the follow-up message after they click that, it doesn't need to have one of those those three tags applied. It can have the no tag, and the no tag can can be sent um, at any time within the 24-hour window. But they'll cut it off if it's outside of the window automatically. Okay, yeah, that's that's very interesting. So this does get a little bit complicated, but that definitely brings mm -hmm. some clarity to a lot of questions I know I've been getting asked around this. And another another thing I really want to get your opinion on is just where messenger marketing in general is going in 2020. Um, the attention on direct messengers has never been bigger, whether that's WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or Instagram DMs, even LinkedIn DMs is starting to be have a lot of attention on it. And um, uh in my opinion, I think it's still day one as far as using messengers for marketing. It's kind of like email was before email got totally blasted to spam, right? Right. Um, right. And yeah, and um, yeah. Some, some of the precautions they're, they're rolling out in January, that definitely helps prevent that from happening, rolling out into spam, because it's already kind of done that to some extent with a lot of pages, right, that have been abusing like promo after promo after promo. So Totally. Yeah, and so it, it's a very interesting space right now that there still is a lot of opportunity there, but it has to be done in the right way so that you're not going to get caught in spam, right? I just want to get your opinion mm -hmm. on where do, you th where do you see messenger marketing going in general, not even specifically just as far as Facebook, but could be encompassing all of those other platforms I mentioned too. Yeah. Um, it's where a lot of people spend their time and really wherever there's a lot of people spending their time, there's always a really good opportunity to market there. And I think the really distinct advantage messenger has over a lot of other platforms for specifically amazon sellers because that's primarily who your audience is right is uh having having that access to their attention and also the real-time communication between your brand and and the customer so that you can get them to take um, specific actions when you need them to which is like really really beneficial for for us selling on amazon who you know, we want people to go to Amazon, search different keywords, buy our product in a certain way, take these elaborate steps and getting them to follow like a list of instructions on email is not, not very easy. But when you have like do step one and then click when you're done and then they do that, they do step two, they click when they're done. It's like very sequential. It's easier to get them to do what you want. Really gives us a lot of advantages on Amazon. And I don't think that um, like the messenger format's going anywhere. I think it's just going to get Get more complicated there's going to be a lot more channels we can utilize so many chat themselves they're actually starting to roll out i believe sms opt-in so you've probably seen a lot of these like infomercials where they say text 2223 to this number and we'll send you a free bottle of nugenics or something like you know some testosterone supplement they have the, all these offers everywhere 
But ManyChat is sort of getting um, that functionality as well so that they'll, they'll have the ability so your customers can text a number, they'll opt them in there um, for SMS. But there's other ways you could do that. But I like kind of how ManyChat's going in that direction and consolidating everything into one and making it so uh, we don't have to have a whole bunch of different um, parts to mess with. So I think it's, uh, it's a very like uh, blue ocean of opportunity, really, like messenger platform. And a lot of people aren't using it yet. And it's just going to get more, more strong as the years go on. If you just look at Asia, even Asia is like huge in messenger. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think part of it too, is the power of it is that there's just so much attention there right now. And there's not a whole lot of tools similar to ManyChat for a lot of these other platforms like WhatsApp. I've noticed a lot of people here in Bali who are, let's say, uh, event organizers and movement practitioners or something. They're not actually using email lists. They're just using messenger group chats. So they'll create mm -hmm. messenger group chats where only the admins can post. So it's, it's not like everyone's posting in there. They're just sending uh, event updates to everyone in messenger. Um, because they just realize that there's way more attention there and one person on Messenger is way more valuable than one email because everyone, mm -hmm. is, the second they get that message, they see it and they look at it. Um, and personally, I would, I would say conservatively, I spend two hours every single day between all of my, all of my messaging platforms yeah. as, on a conservative yeah. day, right? Yeah, Whether exactly. it's Instagram DMs or Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so it, it's going to yeah, be that's, very that's pretty normal. That's pretty normal too. So, um, I, I definitely think messenger right now, Facebook's still a great place to get that initial opt. like the value of a Facebook messenger opt-in is still very high and using that, that, um, channel to also collect emails and SMS so that if anything ever happens to your messenger audience, you have another way to reach out to them. Um, that's, that's a good way to diversify it. But I think like focusing in on how can you get um, access to an audience in a way where you can actually reach them uh, reliably. And I think Facebook Messenger is a really great, great place for that. And because of the ability that we have with like these automated tools, like uh, ManyChat, Boost Rooster to automatically get sales in a certain way, rank our products better, and also leverage that audience to um, send them other places. Like a real uh, big thing that I've been on lately is uh, Facebook groups and growing organic Facebook groups by leveraging my existing audience. So I I'll make like, a Facebook group related to uh, the topic that my, my niche is in. And I'll name it something that kind of has a chance to get organic growth. And I'll send my customers after I get them to opt in on ManyChat to this new organic group. And I'll just say, go join this group. We've got tips on how to use the product. Uh, introduce yourself. We'd love to have you there. People join, the group grows, and then organically it spreads on Facebook as well. So you're kind of like building the ManyChat audience to build another thing that grows organically on its own on Facebook. So there, there's another really like big opportunity on Facebook and groups right now too. Uh, that's excellent. And so give me an example of how you are really engaging in that group. Like, are you just posting valuable content in there and just engaging with people there? Like, how does that, how does that work? And then yeah. obviously at some point you would, you would maybe drop a promotion once, once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it, not, not too many promotions. The thing that I've found is if, if you identify a real passionate audience and you get a topic that they want to talk about, they'll do a lot of the content production for you. It's not like the highest level content, but it does like, I have, um, I have a group with about 4,400 people. Now I started it two months ago, just by sending people from my audience to it. And it grows about 40 to 50 members per day. And the reason is like when, when they join the group, I have like a questionnaire and I'll say uh, the purpose of this group is X, Y, Z. Do you agree to this? And they say, yes. 
and I say, okay, can you uh, provide your email address so we can verify that you're a real person? They do that. I collect the email address. And then third, I say, um, when you join the group, could you just um, introduce yourself and let, let us know what brings you to the group? And they say yes. And then a lot of them, when they join, they'll actually just post selfies. They'll post like tips on how to use the product. Like they just want a channel to like kind of talk in. They want, they want people to talk to that are interested in something that they're interested in. And it just kind of, as you get 40 people joining a day, you get five people in, introducing themselves. It just kind of really feeds the Facebook group algorithm. And it tells Facebook, like, this is a group where people are active in. Let's send more people that are in similar groups to them. And they'll, like, Facebook will advertise for you for free. They'll put your group, like, in the sidebar of these other related groups. And you're, it just kind of snowballs and grows faster and faster and faster if you set it up right. So telling them to introduce themselves. When they join the group, you have announcements. You tell them. Uh, look at this sticky post first, then go to this post, then go to this post, and just drop like two or three value posts in there to give them like 30 minutes of things to dive into once they join the group. That really helps. Awesome. And now let's talk straight tactical stuff here. So yep. it's ever-changing as far as what is working the best for product launches on Amazon. So I know there's, um, there's many different tactics that people could be using. You could be using a keyword URL to be ranking for keywords. Um, they could be using you know, coupon discount codes. They could be using search find buy. Uh, what do you find is, has been working the best lately and is, um, is conducive to messenger marketing in particular? Yeah, so sometime about a year ago, Amazon really strongly started to prefer full price purchases over promotional code. Uh, purchases. So the larger the disc, at least what I found, the larger the discount is on the purchase, the less credit they'll give you in ranking when you get that that sale from the customer. So um, your audience is probably somewhat familiar, like the ranking process in general, like you need a certain number of sales over like a 10 day period to show Amazon like this, this product is relevant for this keyword, it deserves to rank. And what what a lot of services used to do is they would um, just give out 90% off promotional codes and they would they'd help you do that for like a 10 day period. But sometime like a year ago, maybe a little bit less, Amazon's like, you know, we're gonna give more ranking credit when it's a full price purchase, there's no promo code used. So then people started doing rebates, which is kind of uh, what, what Boost Rooster will help you do. It helps you give out full price purchases to um, customers in a very like diverse buyer pool. And the, the, the benefit of doing it on Facebook versus like in one of these launch services is there's millions and millions and millions of people that could buy your offer. The buyer pool is much more um, diverse and Facebook kind of will look at buyer history as well. So there's the full price aspect, then they look at the buyer accounts and the buyer accounts, if they have a lot of uh, history of buying full priced items, then they have like a higher rating in their system. So that also is solved by, by doing like a rebate process. And then the question that you asked about links, that the links, the link type and that the way that the customer finds the product also does matter. Um, a lot of people used to use like two step URLs, like brand URLs, storefront URLs, uh, hidden, hidden ASIN, I think is another name, uh, hidden keyword URLs. So there's a whole bunch of these two step URLs. Um, some of them don't really work anymore. Some of them still somewhat work sometimes is from what I've heard, but it's kind of hit and miss. I don't know if your experience is the same, but they don't always work. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, I've seen yeah. I've seen data to support both sides, like real solid data. So it doesn't seem to be any real consensus as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's other URLs that are more fancy and they'll insert timestamps or, you know, they say that they're um, like supreme or extra 
you know, effective URLs. And then those don't even work all the, all the time either. And for what I've seen, they, they don't work a lot of the time. So what I found does work most of the time is doing a search find by process. And it's, so people will ask like search find by, how do I, what is search find by and how do I use search find by if I'm like on page hundred with my product? So search find by, first of all, it's like telling the customer, go to Amazon, search for these keywords, and then find our, our product image and click on it and buy it. So by doing this, you're Amazon seeing the customer go to Amazon, type like lavender essential oil in the keyword search bar, they buy it, they record that, that whole process, the, the keyword being searched, the item being purchased, and then they give you keyword ranking credit for that. The two-step URL process was kind of simulating that, but doesn't really work anymore, at least not always. So, but search find buy, that's something that, that's the process that Amazon's always gonna use because that's the only real way they can track um, how, how purchases are made. Like, they're searching, they're clicking, they're buying. That's harder for them to say, let's go and tweak our algorithm and make it so search find buy doesn't work. They can't really do that. So that's why I tell people like, if you're just, if you're trying to rank, just do, do the thing that you know they can't really make less effective. The search find buy search process is probably always gonna work unless they come up with some solution I can't think of. Um, so use that and then if, if your product isn't on the first page or two, so like a customer goes and they wouldn't be able to find it, uh, the way that you can kind of work around that is just set up an exact and phrase PPC campaign that's kind of aggressive on the bids so that when customers search for that keyword, you're always showing up in the top in the sponsored placement. So that you'll get the credit through that way if they can't find you organically. That's what I found is more effective. This podcast is brought to you by Kenji ROI, a complete done-for-you service for your Amazon listing creation and optimization. Everything from product photography, including lifestyle images with a real model, graphic design images and studio images, to the copywriting and keyword optimization, to videos, and enhanced brand content if you're lucky enough to have brand registry. We also manage marketing when it comes to Amazon ads. And also, for some bigger sellers out there who might be interested in building a messenger list, we offer services creating the many chat funnels to follow up with customers for more reviews, to help build your own audience so you can launch new products to help rank for new keywords. Um, and there is Facebook ad management built into that as well for the right sellers. So if you want to learn more about Kenji ROI, head to K-E-N-J-I-R-O-I.com. That is actually my middle name, Kenji, with the R-O-I added onto the end. Yeah, so they'll be clicking your sponsored ad rather than scrolling back to page 50 to try to find mm -hmm. your product. Yep, yep, and you still get rank credit for that. People will say it's not as much as an organic, but you still get some, and I, I'd say it's worth more than uh, a two-step sale from what I've seen. Yeah, it certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, and how do you actually manage people to go through this entire sequence of searching for your product? And like, it's it's a pretty yep. compli complicated thing that, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about about how that works with Booster Sir. Yeah, so um, I've been running this type of template for quite a while. Um, it was a very time intensive process where you had to set up an entire complicated many chat um, sequence. You had to say, here's, you have to upload your image, you have to type your image description into many chat, you have to move, move all the modules around and customize like every single aspect. It would take like up to an hour sometimes. Uh, but what I what I did with Boost Rooster was I made it a very streamlined process. So you can actually um, customize your entire ManyChat template in about two minutes. 
And you can take that many chat code and create a Facebook ad like within five minutes after that, once you kind of know what you're doing, it's a pretty simple process. Um, the many chat side of things with Boost Rooster, it makes it way, way easier for everyone. And the way that it works is there's, there's probably like 65 different module or nodes on, on my many chat flow that I give you guys access to within Boost Rooster. And essentially what it will do is you tell the software, I, I want customers to find my product through this keyword. And you just tell us in Boost Rooster, like my keyword is lavender essential oil. And I want 100% of the customers that I send through this template to search for that keyword. And uh, you can change that at any time within our software as well. So if you want to switch, you can do that. Um, you can also rotate amongst several keywords. So if you wanted to do like four or five different keywords, you could type those all in there and we, you could tell us how often you want them to show up too. And when people go through your Facebook ad, they click on the ad, they click on Messenger, they get sent a message. And our, our template that we give to you, it automatically instructs them the whole process, how to find the product. And the way that it's, it's structured, it is a little complicated to explain, but there's a lot of different components to it. There's, um, first it says, do you agree that you want to buy the product for this price? And we'll give you an $18 um, rebate. Do you agree to that? And they say yes. And then you say, okay, here's the terms of the deal. You can only get one. You have to buy it in the next hour. Um, and then you have to send us proof that you've made your purchase. And then after a certain number of days, we'll send you a rebate. So then once they agree to the terms, then you say, okay, go to Amazon. Here's the keyword lavender essential oil. Go find our product that looks like this and tell us what the price is. So they actually have to go back to the chat bot, verify that they've seen the product and they know the price. And that kind of, um, it tells them how to find the product and then it verifies that they've actually found it. So that's going to help you get that, um, that tracking on Amazon. So Amazon's going to see that they went through that process as well. Then they buy the product, they get an Amazon order ID, and you tell the customer when you follow up, okay, please type your order ID, verify that you actually did this. They go back, and then our software automatically um, communicates with your Amazon account and verifies that order has been placed. When the order is verified and that it's been placed, it tells our Boost Rooster system, okay, this person did what you said. Um, we're going to automatically send out a rebate to them after three days. Um, because we've confirmed that they've done what, what you told them to do. And our system will automatically reimburse them um, that, that rebate as well, as agreed. So instead of having to go and manage this whole conversation yourself, our system automatically instructs the customer and tracks their progress as they go. So it makes the process like way easier. That's very interesting, because otherwise you'd have to manually have someone go in and verify order IDs and uh, and do rebates and everything like that. It's It can be kind of a messy process, oh, right? Yeah. And Boost Rooster does this automatically. It is Someone will send an order ID and it'll verify this mm -hmm. within uh, from the Amazon API. Is that yes. correct? That's right. Right. So, yeah, automatically you, you go into Boost Rooster like from day one if you want to set up a campaign. And we just ask you a couple questions like, what is your product name? What is your product price? How many rebates do you want to give out per day? Um, what is the value of the rebate you want to give out? And once you fill out that information, it automatically gets all the settings in your ManyChat template. They're automatically pre-configured in your campaign. So you don't have to go in and worry about any of the tech. You, all you have to do, run a Facebook ad to it. And we set the limit. So like if you say, I only want to give 20 rebates, we'll actually stop it and tell the customer number 21 when they come through, we're out of rebates for the day. So you have to come back tomorrow. Do you want to come back tomorrow? And by having this limit, it's protecting you from going way over. And 
it's also um, if we if they're not over the limit and they actually go through, it's going to help you um, kind of orchestrate the whole process. Yeah, like you said, verify for you, tell them what to do, um, and there's even a way to follow up and get reviews automatically too. So it it handles that for you as well. Even post January fifteenth, we still have a workaround to do that. And uh, does Boost Rooster integrate with ManyChat and and yes. Facebook ads, or is it um, it so it uses ManyChat to actually create the flows and integrates with uh, the Facebook ads there, or exactly how does that work? Yeah, so it it integrates with ManyChat through webhooks. It's kind of um, probably not something that everybody wants to talk about, but essentially our Boost Rooster system communicates with ManyChat through webhooks, and you just um, you just use this thing that's called a campaign key. That's what we call it, and that makes it so you can run a whole bunch of campaigns at once and the campaign that you install on ManyChat communicates with the specific campaign on Boost Rooster. All the details that you populate in there um, are stored. Uh, we don't have a direct integration with Facebook, but the Facebook communication happens through a JSON code, which is a ManyChat um, code. So essentially, the ad um, in Messenger communicates with ManyChat through that. And one of the advantages of our platform versus uh, some others that are, are recently popping up, we integrate with ManyChat. And I think that's the right choice because ManyChat uh, gives you a lot of flexibility and options on how to communicate with your customer. Um, I think if, if you really value um, having that, that audience and being able to send paid messages to them, um, you like the, because ManyChat is the market leader for messenger marketing. And um, I think if you're going to invest in building your messenger audience, you want to invest in building that audience on ManyChat. I think I'm, I'm really, really, uh, I'd say, like, optimistic about ManyChat's prospects as a platform. Yeah, that was a concern I had too with some of the other tools out there. Um, <clears throat> it's just uh, less features than ManyChat and like a user yes. interface that was a little bit buggy and stuff like that. Yes. Um, they had some other interesting features, some of the other ones I looked at, but I just, at the end of the day, ManyChat is, is the one I trust. Like you say, like for email too, like um, active campaign is just such a level above a lot of the other softwares mm. out there that yes. even though the, the other softwares, they, you know, they're cheaper, they have some other fancier features at the end of the day, they have a buggy user interface or something. And they're just like, you know, they're missing like the real key features that it needs. So I definitely agree with you there. Um, and is search find by the, the main thing that boost rooster can help with, or are there other strategies that are good uh, for setting up? Yeah. So search find by is, the way that I find most effective. So we have a search find by keyword rotator in there. You can um, weight the keywords that you want for search find by really easily. However, a lot of people like using links too. So we do have a link option as well. If, if you plug in your link, our template will automatically, um, instead of doing search find by, it will send the link and the instructions slightly change if you do that. So the, the really cool thing about uh, Boost Rooster is we have like, we're adding options. So all you have to do is hit a toggle switch and you can change the way that the flow is automatically sent to the customer. So um, one thing that we're adding now is the email and SMS um, toggle switches. So when that's added, you can say, do, I, do you want to collect email? Do you want to collect SMS? If so, you can click this button and the flow will automatically update. You don't have to go into many chat and change a bunch of stuff. We take care of kind of like all the really thought intensive things and hard decisions for you. But all you have to do is flip a switch and it updates for you. And how many how many units on average do you recommend people are giving away for search find buy? Is it is it less units than a typical product launch, or is there a specific formula you recommend that people calculate? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I, I uh, the formula I do is the CPR helium 10 number, and I, I take that out to 10 days. So if the, the CPR number says 100, I'll interpret that as that's the 10 day number. So I'll divide that by 10, and then that's 10 units per day. And then I multiply that by 0.75. So if you're getting like eight sales sold per day uh, for 10 days straight, that's, uh, that's usually enough when you're doing search find buy plus the full price method. Okay, sense. so yeah, for, for those not familiar, that is, uh, you can find that number on Helium 10 Cerebro, correct? Helium 10 Cerebro, right? CPR number. And basically, they, they just calculate that based on a bunch of different criteria, like what is the, uh, the search volume for the, the keyword? Um, I think that's the main thing, really, that they look at, the search volume for the keyword, and then they, they give you different CPR numbers based on what that is. Excellent. And is this something that people, if they're not technical, is this something that people can set up themselves or is this, is this something that they would need to hire a developer for? Like how, how intensive is this to go through the whole process of setting up the Facebook ad and um, getting the flows all sorted out and everything so you can actually do one of these launches? It's actually not that difficult. I have, I have a couple hundred people that I just actually took on as new users for Boost Rooster and a lot of them have never done this before. They figured it out within a couple hours, I think. The whole entire process made a lot of sense to them. They had their campaigns up with, within an hour, even people that had no experience with Facebook, no experience with ManyChat. Um, for people that have already installed ManyChat and Facebook and they have like some familiarity, this is way easier than any process they've ever, they've ever seen before. There's no Zapier, there's no Google Sheets, there's no um, manual processes that we used to have to do. Um, it makes it way easier. And like one of the things I didn't mention is the rebate distribution process that we have is um, extremely streamlined and user-friendly. So we, we actually use Amazon gift cards and those are automatically um, sent out to people. And it's really easy to load your account um, in Boost Rooster as you go with these gift cards too. So um, I think that that process alone makes it way, way more easier than what a lot of people have been doing previously. However, we're also adding a PayPal option if people want to do rebates with PayPal, because I know that's what some people prefer. Um, that'll actually be up next week, and that's that's easy as well. So I guess in sum, what you're asking, is this something that someone can set up? Uh, I've seen, I mean, to be perfectly frank, I've seen senior citizens figure it out. Um, people with no tech experience figured it out. Um, it's, not, it's not that hard. We've made it easier. <laughs> To be perfectly frank, senior citizens as if that's like a, a bad word or something. <laughs> people people that were people that were already full adults by the time the internet came out. They figured it out. That's what I mean. <laughs> so American, always so PC, politically correct, everything. You can't say anything in America without being without being a bigot or something. Right. right. <laughs> I don't know. And so you mentioned something really interesting which was um using rebates with Amazon gift cards or PayPal. And I know some people are concerned with um, the trackability of if everyone is, you know, all these Amazon accounts are getting reimbursed with an Amazon gift card that also purchases product. Are you concerned about that being a potential, you know, red flag to the Amazon algorithm or something like that? Uh, we, we get asked that a lot, obviously. Um, I'm not personally concerned because there's no evidence of that ever occurring and also there's no evidence of this being something that they're not okay with there are platforms out there like rebate key that have hundreds and hundreds of rebates on there at any given time and no accounts getting any penalty um, even though i mean amazon would know about that platform by now i'm sure so 
I guess in some, if there's not a clear guideline that says you can't do it um, and nobody's ever been penalized for it, it's not something I'm concerned about. Yeah, and um, maybe maybe explain a bit of the rationale behind that too, because I know personally my rationale behind it. It's I could easily explain why Amazon could actually see that as as a potentially good thing instead of something bad, like uh, like a lot of the other product promotion strategies. Yeah, so I mean the the whole way that the Amazon terms operate, they kind of leave things incredibly ambiguous on purpose so that they can um, decide whatever they want is not okay at a later date, but. I mean, to be paranoid of every single possible action, it's not very conducive to doing well on, on Amazon. So, I mean, one, one argument a lot of new sellers will say is, like there's a term in the, the TOS that says something about not intentionally trying to manipulate the search ranks or something, something like that. It's like trying to, trying to spike the algorithm so that you get more rankings or more sales. Like there's some term in there that's very ambiguous. Like, I don't know the exact words, but um, it's kind of like, if you read that to bring in every possible trigger, like you could read that to say like, you can't run PPC ads because PPC ads um, inflate sales rank. And I mean, it, the way that they word it, it's like, what are we supposed to interpret that to mean? We can't drive traffic from outside of Amazon. A lot of people will say that even driving traffic from outside of Amazon is against TOS, which is clearly not correct. Um, so I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say. What was your question? Maybe I completely got sidelined there. What happened? <laughs> no, I think you're. I think you're pretty on it. It's it's um like uh, just your rationale for why this could actually be a good thing to Amazon in Amazon's eyes instead mm -hmm. of something that would be you know manipulation mm -hmm. or like something bad for Amazon. Right. 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 So I mean, we're we're getting them more sales. We're and the way that our system works, they're actually getting um, Amazon gift cards as well. So they're getting twice as many sales. So if they were to find this as against TOS, I think they should clearly say that it's against TOS if that's their intention, but otherwise it's actually making them more money. So I don't think this really goes against their purpose as a platform to um, optimize revenue brought in. Um, and really the, the, product, it, the product rankings, if you don't have a solid product listing, it's not like you can permanently inflate sales rank anyway. You're just gonna, you're gonna tell Amazon, a lot of people are buying this product, they'll, they'll boost you up, but if the product doesn't perform well over time, it's just gonna drop down again anyway. So um, I, I think overall, like it's not something that's manipulating the platform. It, you're just bringing customers to a product, driving awareness. Um, you're not getting a very good margin because you're giving a rebate. Um, however, if your product deserves to be there, the algorithm is still set up to allow the best products to be there over time, I think. Yeah, and the last thing I want to touch on here is reviews. So this is obviously a very sensitive topic. You know, everything we just said is under the assumption that you're not adding a review manipulation piece onto the end of that promotion, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, you know, how do you recommend people kind of skirt the fine line between getting the reviews that they need and mm -hmm. review manipulation, like giving something in exchange for a review? Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing is avoiding compensating for a review and avoiding um, directly influencing the content of the review. So this applies to whatever communication channel you're on. If you're in the email messaging platform in Amazon, you can't do this either. Um, but essentially, you don't want to say, here's a rebate um, in exchange for you leaving a review or make it implied that the rebate and the review are connected in some way. Um, if you're just giving somebody an offer and then you ask for a review later, 
um, that's that's perfectly fine as far as I can see that that's not that doesn't go against the TOS you're, you're not compensating but it, the way that you word it and the way that you present the order of things does matter and also you don't want to just ask for reviews from people that say good things either um, and you don't want to tell them you know if if you had a great experience please leave a review because then that's sort of pre-leading pre people to leave reviews only if they had a good experience. So we have to kind of keep those principles in mind in our messaging platform as well. And it's not that hard to do. Um, and the thing about ManyChat is you set up, you set up the, the review follow-up with these customers who received a really good offer. They're very happy with the experience. You're not compensating them for their review, but they're just happy because they had a good experience with you. And you're not manipulating the review. You're not compensating them for review. You're just asking them for an unbiased review after they engage with your brand, which is fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very interesting what you're saying um, because it, uh, it comes back to actually having a good product and a good customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people get hung up on trying to filter out the people who would leave bad reviews. Well, you don't need to do that if your product doesn't suck. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're selling a really shitty product, you're going to get bad people leaving reviews no yeah. matter what kind of yeah. manipulation you do or, or filtering out. Um, and so I've always found that really interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, you're going to get some people who leave negative reviews and everything. But at the end of the day, um, your product's going to end up with three stars average review rating mm -hmm. if it sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so, this, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this boost rooster template that you guys can access, it's extremely effective for getting reviews and it doesn't compensate people or influence the review. So um, I think if you guys turn that on, you'll notice you get a really high rate of purchase to review when, when you run these campaigns. It uh, can be really effective for, for new products as well. Um, even if like before you do a launch, if you just want to get like your first couple of reviews, you could turn on a, like a, sh a shorter duration campaign, just get like 20 sales. And you'll probably get four or five um, really good reviews out of that process just by doing that. Excellent. Well, this has been a super, super valuable episode. Um, I, I could talk for another hour on <laughs> messenger marketing because yeah. I, I think it's a very interesting space right now. But um, if people want to learn more about uh, what you do, your your new program you offer here and uh, or anything like that, where can they do so online? Yeah, so it's called Boost Rooster. We have a Facebook page. We also have boostrooster.com. We have a 30-day free trial. You, you can actually try out the software, get the template, 100% customized template for your products um, at boostrooster.com without even paying anything. Um, Danny, actually, uh, I have a, a thing that we worked out as well. So Danny has actually gotten you guys a 10% off lifetime discount with using code Danny10 is the code. So if you go to Boost Rooster, when you sign up for your account, use Danny10. Um, all the months after that, you'll get a 10% discount um, because uh, Danny Danny allowed me on his podcast. So appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'll definitely put the links to those things in the show notes for you guys at actualizefreedom.com. I'm certainly going to be looking more into this tool and how we can use it for our clients and our products. Um, well, thank you again for your time here. Thanks, man. You're very busy with the launch of a new software and everything like that. Yeah. So very much appreciate it. And guys, if you haven't already, go leave us a review on Actualize Freedom on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you guys listen to this podcast right now. Really appreciate every single one of those reviews. And I cry my eyes out every single time <laughs> I get a review that's not five stars. So if it's not five stars, um, then you are just directly yeah. ruining my day. You should cry for the five star ones too. terrible about myself.
Cry for the five yeah, stars. So the, and yeah, I cry for the five stars too. I cry tears of joy, <laughs> right? So I'm going to cry anyways, no matter what you guys do. But, um, you know, it's better tears of joy than tears of just like bitter sadness. So leave that review. Really appreciate it, guys. And until next time, keep actualizing that freedom. Thanks, guys. What's up, my Freedom Actualizers? So I have put together something really valuable for you. I just sent an email to all 65 plus of the past Actualize Freedom podcast guests just asking if they could put together a special deal just for you guys with their softwares, with their courses, whatever they're offering. There's a lot of people out there who have really valuable Amazon software that we talked about. There's some courses out there that some of these courses have been made just for you guys or are 50 to 70% off. Um, some of them are completely free. So this is all of the best exclusive offers only for the Actualized Freedom Podcast from the podcast guests themselves, from the masters themselves. So to get this, guys, just go to actualizefreedom.com and you'll see right there on the homepage where you can go and get that list. So this is exclusive offers just for the Actualized Freedom Podcast listeners like yourselves from the guests themselves. So go check that out, actualizefreedom.com. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit KenjiROI.com.